Well, so the purpose of this class today is we want to uh, focus on um, the Bible study level teaching because all the other teaching in this uh, in our church is amazing. It's incredible, you know. So I mean, everywhere you go, there's amazing teaching. But a lot of times, what happens when you get to the Bible study level? Probably the parents are tired and they go, "Oh, just you know, put the kids in a room and put a video on, or just you know." And lock the room. And lock the room, and yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> right, and we'll pick them up in a couple of hours. Yeah. But when my husband and I started doing Bible studies at our home about 25 years ago, the order he gave to me was make it so fun for the kids that they'll drag their parents to the Bible study. Amen. Amen. And, and they do. We saw and that they do. over we and saw. over and over where the one, the <clears throat> kids are at home and they go, what do you mean we're not going to Bible study? And, they, and the parents show up like this. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm here. <laughs> anyway, so that's the goal. But um, uh, 68 years ago, uh, they started the Grace Church, uh, the Burton and Dolores Michelson, and she... Alone, of course. Alone, all by themselves. <laughs> But she went around the neighborhood and collected all the children and taught the children. Okay, mm -hmm. tell them about that mm. box. You know, that, tell them what you made. Well, you know, we didn't all have television in our house. But I knew about the television. So I got a box about this big. And I cut a hole in the front of it. And then as I would teach the children, then I would turn the scroll so that you would be able to see the story go along, kind of like television of the old past. And, well, although we didn't have one of the old past. Right. Anyway, this was really good, but I never, never thought about having the children draw the pictures of what I was teaching them. And I might have to say yeah. that... We have had the most incredible times of teaching these little kids down here. We just love it because Logan said, why can't the kids make the pitch pictures for the TV? Yeah, so and this they is did. what we did. We made a 2023 version of her little tiny television from 1956. Yeah. And what the kids did, Andrew, can you make this work? Do I have to press a button? Check. It's on. Check. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm holding it over because I'm going to have the kids talk. But um, so what we did was we were doing a geographical study of the life of Christ. And what you see behind us is the timeline that they have worked on. So when they learn a lesson, then they draw it. And it's just big because I just like big. And uh, <laughs> so you can see all the different things, but it's also a way where they can just tell us what they've learned and what's yeah. sunken in, which is pretty cool. So it's a pretty impressive timeline, wouldn't you say? <laughs> the kids did a great job. But anyway, so in our life of, uh, study of life of Christ, we did a little review over the last two years, and I said, what image has stuck in your mind the most? And they went home and they drew it, and we put it into the... T we. Mm -hmm. My husband did this. <laughs> He's the brains of the outfit. And he made this work, and we'll see if it does work. So we'll, anyway, there's about... 20 pictures in there, and so the first one, go ahead, and I'll start rolling it. Owen is a... Uh, now, how can these people see over here? What? Logan, how can these people they're gonna see? They're going to see. Oh, oh they Really? Okay. Can you see? Now, you see? the first one is done by... 
by Rosie. Oh, good. Okay. And I don't think she wants to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> so, no, go ahead. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. So keep, go, go faster. Go faster. Faster, faster, faster. <laughs> faster, faster, faster. Faster, faster, faster. So you see, now stop. What, what image do you see? This is an image that we used a lot, and that's the image that captured her, because I'm, I'm talking because you didn't want to talk. Did you want to talk? Because I'm happy to have you talk. Okay. Okay. So, but you see, isn't that cool? That she came back, and that was impressed upon her heart. So the whole thing is, we, go, we use the visuals for, to go into the eyes, then we teach them the truth in their ears, and it goes into their heart. Mm -hmm. And it comes out their hands. Mm -hmm. And now you've got it in their whole being, all right? Now go quick, 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 quick. The next one, and uh, Katie, if you advance the next slide. So Prisca, where are you? Prisca, where'd she go? Prisca, she's hiding. She didn't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, a little more, a little more, a little more. Go, 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 go. Move, 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 move. And it's stop. Okay, so, so we did, when, in our study, we said Daniel told, when I asked them, who told Daniel about the Magi? No, no, who told, yeah, who told, what's the question? Daniel told the Magi's ancestors about Jesus 565 years before Jesus was born. So that captured this picture with the lion captured her knowing that Daniel was the one because why did the Magi go and follow that star? And what's the next slide, Katie? Because, you know, if the Magi lived in the Middle East, how did the Jewish people come to live in the same place as the Magi? Next one. Because it was the Babylonian captivity. So that captured Prisca's heart. She was going to talk about this, and we were all going to be riveted. But instead, you got me. Okay. So... <laughs> And then the next one is, so if you see this, in the exile, Daniel and the Jews went from Jerusalem to Babylon 565 years later. The, the, the Magi went the same route and went back to Jerusalem because of what Daniel told the ancestors. And that is what stuck in Prisca's mind, and that's where she came back and showed us this. Next one. Go, 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 go. It's working, but we've got more to go. Okay. Next slide. That, stop, go, go, go a little bit further. Okay, now this was the award-winning photo when we were talking about deception. So they can see. Okay, so, so we were talking about deception and we were talking about hypocrites and we said, okay, this shark is deceiving that goldfish and it, the, it's trying to tell that goldfish that he's a goldfish. But he's lying. He's deceiving that goldfish. And the goldfish is doing the same thing back. So these, this was the great picture that captured most of our attention. Because, um, and, oh, oh, see, oh, yeah. We're gonna, like, You're going to do that. Okay. Oh, see? Good. Just, good, good. All right, so uh, Micah, you did that. That captured your, right, Hart? Yeah. And then go to the next one because his brother, who's hiding behind Micah, <laughs> Nathan. Oh, no, don't go that. You go back. Okay. <laughs> go, go, go. You go, go. Yeah, so Nathan did his version. Keep going, keep going. Nathan did his version of it. So it was really a cool picture that really um, d described deception, okay? Now go to the next one. And wait, wait till we get there. And then Katie and go. Okay, now tell, tell him. Uh, uh, oh, okay. See, she could do that. This picture is by my daughter, Ella. And this one represents... Um, hypocrisy and self-deception. 
The cat looks in the mirror and sees a lion, but the cat is not a lion. He is self-deceived. That's right. Can you hand me a mica? Can you hand me the mica? Okay. <laughs> mica, hand me the mica. Okay, next one. Next one. Aren't these cool pictures? Aren't these amazing pictures? Yeah. It's just, and now this is a very, very, oh, you should have kept the microphone. Do you want to talk about your picture? Well, this, uh, this is by Jack Henry Morton. And Jack's favorite song is the last song that we will do today. It was the song about Noah's Ark. And this is their famous song that they do. And so anyway, so he loves dinosaurs, and they know that he w they were on the ark, right? So they were on the ark. That's what the you know, creation museum tells me. And so um, I wasn't there, even though I feel like I was there. <laughs> anyway, so Jack did an incredible drawing of a dinosaur and a volcano, right? Yeah. And Jack's only four, so that's pretty cool, huh? All right, next. Go, 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 go. And what's the next one up there? Katie and go. Uh, oh, oh, that's the Noah one. Okay. Finn. Finn. So what is that? Uh, so the person right there is going into the room of light, which is basically where Jesus is, and he's leaving the room of darkness where sin is. See, there you go. There's always a way out. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's cool. So there you go. And don't touch that painting because you'll take that painting with you. Oh, yeah. it's, I think it's charcoal, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay, go, 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 go. Next, next, next. Go, go, go. Come on, Owen, I'm counting on you. You're the tallest one I got. Okay, next. Katie, go. And the water into wine. So this is, where'd he go? Ryder. Oh, he's hiding over here. Any, any words of wisdom? Okay. Uh, did you get that? Uh, so he, he, that really impacted him. We had an amazing study in the... <laughs> and you can quote him. It's okay, you can quote him. Okay, go, next, 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 next. Okay, oh. Molly. Molly does not want to talk. She's already shaking her head. <laughs> go to the next picture, Katie. See this cool picture of the woman reaching for the word of God and yet the world, the darkness, pulling you back. And that really, look at this picture that she drew. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Was this like your television in 1956? <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have color. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Jesus rescues sinners from the kingdom of darkness. And then she wrote on this Bible, John 3.16. What's John 3.16? God. Go, 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 go. Owen, sleeping at the switch. <laughs> sleeping at the switch. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Now, Ezra, this is Ezra's. Now, he, come on up here. Come on. Come on. Tell him about your picture. So. 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 I'll hold it. Go ahead. So, here's the uh, baby Jesus. Yeah. And here was the camel. Yeah. And here was the wise man. The wise, the magi that came from all the way. Yeah. Was this? This is Mary. Okay. 
Good job, everyone. Woo! Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. And the next one. Now wait. Come on. Just Sam. Sam what? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Baby Jesus. When he was this is baby Jesus. This is Mary. This is uh Joseph. This is some animals and this is the wise men. And what did they bring? Gold, Frankenstein, and Mark. Yeah! Yeah! Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Excellent. Woo! Yeah! Okay, now here, next slide. Katie, Katie, next slide. Now, this is so cool because this is the study of when Jesus went to the temple when he was 12, the boy who knew he was God. And look what Lucas did. So, <laughs> here's Joseph. Okay, now don't laugh. You can't oh, yeah. laugh through it. This is very serious. So, okay. here's Joseph and Mary. They're looking for Jesus. And uh, here's someone bringing a lamb to the Passover. Jesus is over here uh, with, uh, with uh, some of the uh, scribes. Yeah. And here's some, of, some other people. And here's a guy with a um, carriage, and here's on my back. So this is amazing what he did, because this is the picture that we used for oh, in our lesson. But Lucas saw the whole scene. He saw the whole, you know, panorama view, which is pretty amazing. And this is what he's done. Okay, ready? Go, 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 go. Go next. Oh, okay, now wait, where is she? Where is she? Oh, Estella. Okay, Estella, is, this is amazing. She, she, she also was impressed by the fish as well and the self-deceived cat. But here's what she did at the, at the, at the, up here. Can you tell them what she did up here? So this is Jesus, and that's Satan. And Jesus said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones to become bread. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the word of God. And then this is um, the other one. Again, it is written, you shall not put the, oh, sorry. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall command his angels concerning you. Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Okay, that is so fantastic. Okay, I have to, where are we? Here. I want to show you this because, uh, where is this? Okay, here we go. So this is the, oh, goodness, where is it? Oh, well, anyway, there it is. I wanted to go. There's the stones, the first temptation, the second temptation, and the third temptation. Okay? Good. We'll do it again so you can do it right. Uh, <laughs> Estella, you did a great job. Isn't that amazing? Go ahead. Did you finish? If you fall down and worship me, go, Satan, for it is written, you shall not worship the Lord your God, God and serve him it is only yeah serve him only right so there she did all the three three temptations now that's pretty amazing estella how old are you she's eight okay could any one of you do this <laughs> exactly <laughs> i rest my case okay now next one now this is a black screen hold it don't, 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 don't okay now wait a minute i know penny where's penny 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 now, this was interesting. Isaiah, no crying. You hear my voice. 
<laughs> you hear my voice. When he hears my voice, he stops crying. <laughs> Remember that we don't think with our minds. We think with our spirits. So as soon as that child, well, before that child gets here, they can track with you every step of the way in their spirits. So isn't that an interesting thought? Penny, come up here because this was so, fa- no, she's not coming up here. Okay, so this was fascinating because I said, Garden of Gethsemane, right? This was the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and he was being, you know, this was right before he went to the cross, right? So I'm thinking, okay, by the time we get to that lesson, I will definitely be in heaven and they will all be married and have six children or seven children. (laughs) So where did she see that picture? And Lisa said to me, check the Superbook because that's one of the things that we have that we use at the very end, which is a wonderful resource um, that... uh, tells all these, real, how do you explain Superbook? It's an animated series that, that brings Bible stories to life. There you go. Animated series. She's the brain I never had. Yeah. Animated <laughs> series that brings Bible stories to life. And they love it. So at the end of the night, we play that. And so Lisa says, check Superbook. So go to the next screen. Then I found the picture that was in Penny's mind that made her draw this. It's obviously a little different because look at the stars. She saw more of the stars. Isn't that cool? Penny, that was so fantastic. Isn't that neat? Okay, next. Go, 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 go. And what's the next one? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Katie, go. So this is, oh, that's the Temptations. Okay, go back. That was the Temptations. Who did this one? I forgot. Micah. Where'd he go? Oh, he's hiding. Okay. (laughs) He's hiding. So he did one of the Temptations as well. And, yeah. There's that picture. So go ahead into the next one. But it was exactly, here's Satan standing with Jesus, getting ready to, you know, here's the world. Here's the, everything I can hand to you. Go ahead, go to the next one. Go. So Katie, let me see where you are. Go to the next one. Okay. Okay, look at this one. Okay, this is CCCC. Do you want to talk about it? CC wants to talk. I'm so glad somebody wants to talk besides me. So this is a servant that's pouring out the water, but God is also praying to God so, so, and also using his words to turn the water into wine. Yeah, and see, and, isn't this cool how she did the blue and then the purple there? It was really cool. And um, he only performed it in front of the servants. He only performed it in front of the servants. It wasn't a big showy miracle. All right, good. Thank you, Cece. Great. All right, next. Go, 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 go. What's next? Nothing. Go, 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 go. Keep going. Lisa, we did do the rest of it, didn't we? Keep going, keep going. Keep going. Where's the rest of it? Look inside. Is it backwards? <laughs> Look in here. Are there pictures on the side? I don't think so. Keep going, keep going. Just keep going. You know, this is when the television goes out. Right? <laughs> this is, it's a commercial. This is commercial. Keep going real fast. Just real fast. No, there's like so many more pictures. Where did they go, Lisa? We we taped them. What? Was that the last one? No, Oh, that's right. That was the last one. Oh my goodness, Jaslyn and Janessa did. The, this 12-year-old boy understood that he was God, so I didn't have a chance to put up the thing. He was the Lamb of God who would take away the sins once for all. And then this, uh, Janessa and Jaslyn did this, and the child that was born is the true king. So those are the other two. Okay, I really thought I lost my mind. 
I thought, I know, I was there when we taped them on. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I'm exhausted. Anyway, <laughs> so you see how we use visuals. Now, um, Toby, um, it, Toby, come on up here. Come on, come on, come on. Move, 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 move. <laughs> now, Toby is our wonderful assistant. She actually is the supervisor of the uh, nursery. See, they all know you. Look, they're waving. <laughs> And so she comes over and she helps us with the kids, and she's a wonderful help. But she also is kind of our, our head prayer. Prayer. Yeah. So hit it. Okay. <laughs> the beginning of Psalms 139 says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. God knows us. And just as he knows us, he knows our children and are intimately acquainted with all of their ways. That is why I would pray saying each child by name, child or grandchild by name. Jesus, thank you for Nora. Lord, I ask you to please reveal to me what you choose to reveal to me about Nora and her challenges. I know that you love Nora, Jesus, and you also have a plan for her. As you show me, Lord, I ask that you help me to provide godly parenting, love, wisdom, and grace in the fear of the Lord. I also ask you, Lord, to send godly friends in Nora's path. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing and answering my prayers. And I would ask over and over until I receive. Yeah. So she's, she's praying. We're all praying for every single one of the children by name. I don't care if you have two kids or 200 of them. You better pray by name. And why am I using this microphone? Okay, who knows? Who knows? Even Andrea is going like, what is she doing now? Tell them what we do. With, we, we spend time in prayer. And tell them about the... Yes. And the thing is that if you have these little children praying, I really believe that God listens to these little children. And even when I have really uh, hard things that I need to pray for, uh, I ask the parents to pray. But then I say, will you please ask your children to pray? Because I know that children have such a, a clean heart towards the Lord that the Lord listens. When we have Ukraine, we have our two missionary families, uh, the Whites and the Alverts, are there. They are there. Uh, they might be in the next one. What's the next town? The next country. You all know the next country. They may be there now, but they have been in Ukraine all this time. They would not leave the people that they've been teaching all these years. And so the bombs were going, and one time Amy was driving the car, and they had a flat tire. And when they fixed the flat tire, they found a bullet. If it had been a little higher, it would have taken out one of them in the car. And so... We have had the little children, our children, pray for the people in Ukraine and pray that the, the, the war would end. And the kids gather together for stoves to keep these poor Ukrainians warm in the freezing cold winter. They have collected $3,000 to get all these stoves to be sent to Ukraine. Yeah, so it's, it all started with prayer, though. They prayed for the kids of Ukraine. 
And then all of a sudden an opportunity came up where they, we could buy these stoves. And then they all went to work. And they all went around their neighborhoods, basically took money from their neighbors. And, you know, <laughs> but yeah. they raised over $3,000, these kids. And we got to buy 22 stoves in the Ukraine. And um, also when uh, Burton Michelson fell, you know, he's 92. This was a fascinating moment because um, I said, okay, kids, we got to pray for Mr. Michelson because he fell. Now, I didn't truly, my own self, didn't know how to pray. He's 92. He's broken a gazillion things. I said, do we pray that we, he goes to heaven? Or, so we had this big discussion about how do you pray for a 92-year-old who's broken mm -hmm. to pieces, who wants to die mm -hmm. because he's in so much pain, but how do you pray? These kids out loud prayed that he would be better. And he got better and went home, and you can't keep up with that guy. <laughs> and just so you know, when my dog got sick on the 4th of July, he ate this towel. I contacted the mothers and I said, please have the kids pray for little Henry. He had a three and a half hour operation, 4th of July, and he went home the next, you know, he, he made it through. These kids prayed for the dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They pray, for, they pray for the kids in Ukraine. They pray for yeah. old men, you know, and they even instruct me as to how to pray because I truly didn't know how to pray for a couple of things, a lot of things. But anyway, it's really important to have, you know, the kids pray out loud. And also, when Dolores um, was going around collecting all the children in the neighborhood 68 years ago, um, you were just a new believer. So I was. What did I you, was. what was your whole philosophy about Here's why you talked? I was such a, a brand new Christian that I thought, you know what? If I could teach the Bible, I would learn the Bible better than if someone taught it to me. And we all know that's true. If we teach it, we learn it. So what we've done is we've started to challenge the kids. So Finn, why don't you come up here? Finn, um, go to Finn's lesson. It's Finn's lesson. I'll come back. Finn, how old are you now? Seven and a half. Don't forget the half. You don't start counting halves again until you're this age. Oh, yeah. I tell you. Exactly. So when Finn was like three or four years old, he had a, a wisdom that was so astonishing because it had the simplicity of a child. So I always kidded with him. Say, Finn, you going to teach next week? You gonna and he's four. He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> But so when he's seven, he put a lesson together. He did the whole lesson, he put it together, and he's going to teach it to you now, and I bet you have never heard a seven-year-old teach. But I also want to tell you that Lucas also put a lesson together, and the only reason that we're not doing Lucas and also Micah put a lesson together, he put a lesson together on the parable of the soils, and what was the last one? What soil are you? I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> They do the research themselves. They do the studying themselves. They put the PowerPoints together themselves for the visuals. Micah did a two-part series. You are, Lucas, you are nine. No, I'm ten. You're ten, but you were nine when you did it. Yeah. yeah. And then you, Micah, are 11. Mm -hmm. He put a two-part series together on the Ten Commandments. It would blow you away. But right now, you are going to hear from Finn, who put this lesson together on what? Go ahead. Um, 
Okay, now speak up and tell all these people about it. And he shows all those pictures. Right. Okay. Next. Can you, he's asking you a question. Ask the question again. Just ask the question again so we can all know. Wait a minute. Can you believe in God all by yourself? No. no. How can you believe in God? How, can, how do you believe in God? Anybody have any, any thoughts? By hearing what? By hearing his word. OK. What do you say? <laughs> okay. God calls you. God calls you. Now, so what's the answer, Finn, in your book? Okay, he's seven, okay? This is what he comes up with. This is amazing. It gets better. For the wages of sin is death. Or the spirit of sin is death. You must endure death. Okay. That was one of my favorite ones he's come up with. <laughs> you plus sin equals death. Brilliant. <laughs> Go ahead. How do we know we all sin? Anybody know? Give it to him. Oh, what? Oh, because we all die. Okay, come on. It's a little Dr. MacArthur. How do you get in heaven? Lucas says. What do you got, Finn? <laughs> Go to the next.
then you will be saved. And then you will be saved. That is amazing. Thank you, Finn. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I know. He blows us away. And as I said, Lucas and Micah did, and we're encouraging all the kids to do lessons and put them together because it makes them study the word. It makes them do it because, like what she said, 158 years ago or just <laughs> 68 years? Close? At least. At least. Yeah. If you, if you have to teach it, you're going to learn it. Mobera. Mm-hmm, Mobera. How's it? Mobera. Mobera. All right. So um, now we always encourage the kids to tell the truth about um, what they believe and what they don't believe. Because what we don't want to encourage at the Bible study level is to be something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, growing up in a Christian home, I would imagine, would be difficult. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I don't know that. I grew up in a difficult home as it was, and it wasn't even a Christian home. But, you know, because you think that you're going to be a Christian. It's just, you know, you're in there. And um, you, you know, let's talk about the fact that, you know, just what you said here, um, <laughs> just a minute, the pressure to have godly kids. The oh, to have oh I think we all have that as young parents, and yeah. we have our friends, and they're saying how how it was so sweet. My children wanted to have prayer tonight with us, and everything. And you're thinking, oh gosh, my my child didn't even want to pray with me, <laughs> and so there is pressure, you know, for parents to have godly children, and we want godly children for our benefit to show our friends that we're doing the right way to raise them up so that they're that way. But that's, that's, that's a pit hole you can fall in. Yeah, so you want to avoid that. And we want to come yeah. alongside the parents to, you know, just you know, help them understand that, you know, some of them don't believe yet. And this is the conversation that we had tonight. And, you know, we have these big conversations in this Bible study and I wanted to share a testimony, kids, that I, I had learned. I um, knew this kid when he was um, about three or four years old. Jack, how old are you? Four? Four? Okay. I've known him since he was about four. And his name was Logan. And I said, but my name is Logan. And he said, no, my name is Logan. And I said, no, my name is Logan. And so we had a big argument about that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is an amazing testimony, and I just heard it. <laughs> and it's, um, he was not only raised in a Christian home, but he was raised as a pastor's kid. So he was in the front row mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Sunday listening to his dad preach, okay? Now, he made a profession. What? What? Got to hurry up. What is he saying? Okay, so here's the thing. So he's raised in, a, in the front row of the church. His dad's the preacher, and he made a profession of faith as a child, and he said, well, uh, taking who my father is and who my mother was, I just thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought I could just kind of slide in. I was okay. But here's the thing. He went off into college, and then he was held up at gunpoint And when the gun went to his chest, 
You know, that was a big moment, right? So he actually survived the whole robbery, and then his dad came and uh, shortly after there, and his dad said, son, were you prepared to die today? Wow, that takes dadness to a whole other level, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So what he said was, when he felt the weight of the gun on his chest, he knew he didn't believe. But he told his father he did. He lied. That's how strong sin is. Right? It just literally, remember that picture with the girl reaching for the Bible and the world pulling you by the other hand? You know, it's so strong. He knew he wasn't a believer when that gun was on his chest. And he lied to his father. Years later, he came to the Lord, truly came to the Lord. What an amazing testimony. So it's so important, you know, um, to understand the hardness of the heart, you know, and, and that your kid can look you right in the eye. I did that to my mother. I was the best liar of all. No one ever knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we, we just want to encourage always to be mm -hmm. able to have a safe place to, to have discussions mm -hmm. with the kids so that we can come alongside the parents, you know, and, um, you know, support them that way. So that's a pretty amazing testimony, don't you think? Yeah. What do you think? Kids, huh? Was that a pretty amazing testimony? I got two thumbs up from Ella. Okay, <laughs> then we can go on. So, I mean, as you, as you put to, what? I got two thumbs up from Jack. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got two thumbs up and a few fingers. <laughs> so um, the next thing, you know, we just want to talk about when you put some things together, classes together for the kids. I'm telling you, even if you've got six or seven uh, kids in your uh, Bible study, put lessons together. And I'm going to show you a lesson that we've d been doing. They have seen part of it, and now they're going to see the application aspect of it. But try to do as much of the work on the Word yourself, because that's where the most exciting joy of discovery comes, is when you do the work. And even, you know, moms are busy and don't have time to do that kind of work, but even if you take a sentence at a time, you know, you just take a sentence and have it be with you all week and, and just put pictures to it or do whatever. I, I worked with a woman one time that did taught John 3.16 to kids and she made pillows. So she made pillows out of everything. That was John 3.16, and then gave the pillows to the kids when they went home. But, you know, I can't make pillows, but that, that was the way she did it. It was so wonderfully clever. But do the work in the Word yourself, because when the God, great God of the universe reveals something to you, wow, that's just amazing. So I've totally lost my place uh, in, the, in the, my papers. So um, do you have anything to say? No. Good. Uh, well, I'm... <laughs> I'm glad, because now what we're going to do, and this is perfect, we're going to have the perfect time to do it. I'm going to take, I have this button, right? Uh, um, now, Katie was trying to come up with her name. Now, I'm going to press the buttons. I'm going to show you kind of what we do. You kind of got a, a taste of, um, <laughs> it's a button. Lisa, it's not working. Okay, so it's the screen. Okay. Now, put up. The, sun, the last one, put that one up. So we are, that's why I tell you that by the time we get to Jesus in the garden, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be dead. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, we will be. We're at the cleansing of the temple. Kids, remember when we did cleansing of the temple? 
because some of you guys weren't there. But here's the thing. I'm going to just take you through this. Now, when I press the button to here, oh, okay. Okay, so what happened at the wedding of Cana? What happened and what did Jesus do? Tell me. Turn the water into wine. That's right. Good. And we saw some pictures, right? Now I can't. I can't do this. Okay. Can you go to the next slide because I can't do this. After that, Jesus shows at the temple at the Passover. Go ahead. And then when Jesus arrives at the temple, does anybody know who he is? No. no. Nobody knows because he just came from the wedding of Cana. And nobody knows who he is. So we'll go to the next one. So he sees all this illegal money changing and all this greed and that his father's house is being dishonored. And then he was about to unleash his holy anger against everything that was going to going against his father's house. So let me tell you this. Now, what we tried to do was give a sense to the kids and to me. I wanted to know how big the temple was. Man, it's bright in here. I'm trying to it's get away what? from the light. Okay. <laughs> so... The, uh, the, the temple and the whole area around the temple was eight acres. And I wanted to give them a sense of what, how big it is. So what, Micah, what? Yeah, exactly. Now go to the next slide. Okay, eight acres equals six football fields. Go to the next one. So boom, 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 boom. Go boom, 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 boom. So six, there you go. So that's. How big is six football yeah. fields? But now this is probably not going to hit home, but go to the next one. This is Disneyland in 1963. This was 163 acres. This took me weeks to figure out, and I had to check it with my husband and with Burton Michelson to see if I was right. Okay, 103, so eight acres, basically, go to the next slide, is see, see where um, Main Street is? And see where the little circle and then the temple? Oh, the temple. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing called? The castle, the castle. Okay, put this. Go hit the next button. So there you go. So the um, the, the temple is that big. It takes up that much space. And now the kids have a sense of how big it is because they've all been to Disneyland. So go to the next one. Usually there's about a million people in Jerusalem at Passover time. And then I wanted to see how big Jerusalem was. So that's 49 square miles. Go to the next. And Disneyland's 43. Put, go to the next. And then you see the two of them together. If you've been to Disney World, that's about how big Jerusalem is because a lot of us can't get to Jerusalem because we can't walk that much. So, um, so that gives them an idea of how big it is. Go to the next. So here's a busy, this is how busy the temple looked at Passover. That's Main Street, right? So go to the next. And the next thing that Jesus does is a miracle. And that's really amazing. Go ahead. He made a whip out of cords and drove them out of the temple. Hit it. That's the miracle. What? What? That's the miracle? Go ahead. He puts some ropes together. He makes a little whip. Next. And then he unleashes miracle power. There's no other explanation than it's a miracle. Go ahead. Uh, there's no lightning. There's no thunder. There's no angels coming to help. There's, there's no angels blowing trumpets. It's, he drove them out without anyone getting hurt. And that was a miracle. Go ahead. Just keep pushing those buttons. No one knows who this man is. He's just a man at the Passover. Go ahead. So if you made a little whip and you stood in the middle of the main street in Disneyland, do you think anybody would leave? No. no. And who has a really tall father? How tall is your father, Ryder? 
Like 6'2", do you think they would leave even he made a whip? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> they would arrest him. Exactly. They would arrest him. And that's exactly true. And they didn't. He said, stop turning my father's house into a market. Go. And then they said the Jews, after everybody left, the Jews were left. And they said, well, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? And Jesus answered, destroy the temple and I will raise it again in three days. And he replied, well, they replied, it's going to take, it took 46 years to build this temple. How are you going to raise it in three days? Because the temple he was speaking about was his body. Okay, now go ahead, keep going. There's no temple anymore, right? That's a building, right? But there is a temple. What is it? What are you doing, Sasha? Yes, the temple. Well, who's the temple? Go ahead. Next. Yeah, the church, the people in the church. The, every believer is a temple. Keep going. Just hit those buttons. Believers are the temple of the living God. Go ahead. Now let's read this. This is the scripture that tells us about it, too. Do you know, go ahead, kids. Do you know, know that, that your bodies, bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, Spirit who is in you, you whom you have received from God? God. You, you are, are not your, your own. own. You, you were bought at a price. Therefore, therefore honor God, God with your bodies. bodies. Okay, next. So do you think that Jesus would show up at your temple with a little whip and have to clean out some idols? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So what is an idol? Go ahead. What, Micah? A statue that you worship is made from stone, gold, silver, iron. Yeah, that's one part. Ella? It doesn't have to be a statue. What else is it? It can be other things. Uh, Cece? Something you um, honor higher than God. Something that you honor higher than God. Something, he's reading the answer. Ah, I thought, wow, that's a good answer. <laughs> Go ahead. You pressed the button too fast. Idols can be connected <laughs> with the choices we make. To be a holy temple of the living God, we need to make choices. Now, here's where we're going into a whole application section that they've never heard of. The choices we have have, et make, make, have eternal consequences. Go ahead. So how do you make a good choice? Anybody have any ideas? <laughs> oh, no, no, go back, go back. What is this guy doing? He's stealing. So go to the Is it wrong to lie, to cheat, to steal, to commit murder? Yes. How do you know? The Bible says it. Whoa, that was the right answer. It says <laughs> so in the Bible. That's how you know that you don't cheat, lie, steal, and all the other things, right? Go to the next one. Should a Christian read the Bible, pray, or tell others about salvation in Jesus Christ? Yes. yes. All of the above. Okay. How do you know? The Bible tells you. The B-I-B-L-E, right? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, but here's a confused kid. <laughs> and my friend who used to make the pillows, she probably would have made a confused pillow. So what if you're trying to make a choice about something that's not specifically mentioned in the Bible? That's not forbidden in the Bible. That's a trickier one. Go to the next one. It's called gray area. That's what it's called, a gray area. It's not black or white. It's not right or wrong. It's not something that the Bible addresses specifically. 
So it's like, what videos do you watch? That's kind of a gray area. Does it say in the Bible what videos you should watch? No. What about the music you play? Does it say that in the Bible? No. no. What about what's next? Uh, what a Christian should do on Sunday? Or what do they wear? What do they eat? What do they drink? Is that all? Is any of that in the Bible specifically? No. So those are gray areas. Yeah, that's Old Testament stuff. Right, but that's Old Testament. Yes, definitely. Go to the next. Christian does not follow a list of rules in order to make us right with God. So our obedience is an expression of our love for Jesus. Okay? So what if you're a believer and you belong to the Lord? Here's the question. And I w- you say, I want to get a tattoo. What, what, so how do you make that decision? M- Micah. Well, that's a great, he says, he said, God told us to take care of our bodies. So then what's the rest of it? Okay, so he says getting a tattoo would be breaking that. But let's see. Go ahead to the next slide. This is a very controversial subject. You first asked, does scripture forbid it? All right? So that's kind of what you were asking. Let's see if the Bible says that it forbids. There's only one scripture in the Bible. It's Leviticus 19.28. It says you, you shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Okay, now go to the next. Keep going, Katie. So does that mean if you belong to the Lord and you love him that you can never have a tattoo? Because that's what the Bible said. We're right, right? Right? But that was the Old Testament. So in the history, don't go that fast. Okay, in the history and the culture, the context of the passage, it was the people who had the tattoos outwardly did not love the Lord. They did not worship the Lord. Now go next. They did not love the one and only true God. In this ancient Old Testament time, the tattoo was against God, so the Israelites' tattoos were forbidden. Now, in the New Testament era, in the Christian church era, the tattoos don't mean the same thing. They can mean the same thing, but they don't always mean the same thing. All right? This is one of the gray areas. Got it? Got with the gray? Writers got the gray. So you just can't quote Leviticus 19. There you have it. You can't have a tattoo. No, go ahead. So, how do you make a decision about whether you get a tattoo? Pray to God. You pray? Absolutely. You pray. Go to the next one. There's me. No, no, take that back. That's me when I was about four, okay? So, I just thought I'd put that up there because I want you to know. I wasn't I cute? Was I cute? (laughs) I still have the same outfit. (laughs) So... If you came to me and said, Lolo, should I get a tattoo? What do you think I'd say? Just knowing me. No. <laughs> and you better know I'd rip it off of you. <laughs> okay, that's my opinion. Go to the next. Now, I asked a very distinguished older gentleman, older godly gentleman, what he thought about when he saw somebody completely tattooed. Okay, there's somebody completely tattooed. I said, what does that guy, you know, what do you think of? He goes, well, hit the next one. They look like the graffiti under the freeway. So that's what you're perhaps saying, causing another person, a believer to think, go to the next one. That's what another 
believer might think when he sees you with a tattoo and you don't want to cause another brother or sister in Christ to stumble. So that's loving one another. So you have to think about all these things. Will it be, go ahead to the next one. So you can have your own opinion about gray areas in the Bible. If it's not a command to follow, you have freedom to have an opinion. But what is the only true authority in the whole world? Who said that? Are you in my class? <laughs> I think she's coming to the class now, right? <laughs> so what's the only true authority in the Bible? Right, because you know that even our pastor, even our pastor MacArthur says, he says, the only authority I have over people is the word of God. That's the only one. So even somebody, as your Bible study teacher, you better hold my words to the word of God. And if it doesn't command it, it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? The word of God is the only authority. That's it. Next. So here are some things to think about when you're making decisions about those gray areas. Go ahead. Will it benefit me spiritually? Let's read this. Can you read the 1 Corinthians, all things are allowed? Go. All, all things, things are allowed to me, but all things are not good for me. All things are allowed to me, but I will not allow anything to get control of me. Well, what does that mean? I, <laughs> do, let me ask you this. Remember when we did the whole lesson on God's forgiveness? What Does God forgive us when we sin? Okay. What's faster than the speed of light? God's forgiveness. Remember that? What's faster than the speed of light? God's forgiveness. Go on. So now we have no signal. So it's the end. That's the end of our class. Ah. Oh, what's happening? What's happening? What? What? So, oh. Uh, So anyway, we don't have the PowerPoint. So um, I guess we That's just okay. finished the class. What? That's okay. That's okay. So the whole thing is, will it benefit me spiritually? And number two, will it, will it make the body that I have that's God's, will it def- Okay. Go, yeah. Christ frees us from our sin, but that doesn't give us freedom to sin. So all things are good for me, but all things are not, you know, all things are allowed to me, but they're all, all good to me. So these are things that will not, there are some things that will harm you and hurt you. Let's go to the next one. Say this one, this is again that song we learned, remember? You are not your own, oh, say it with me. You were brought at a the price, price, therefore, therefore honor, honor God, God with your with bodies. Your body. Let's go to the next. So when you're making decisions about something that's not forbidden, you, will it benefit me spiritually? Next one. And will it defile, uh, when you're making a decision, will it make the temple of the living God dirty? Remember, say it again. You are not your own. Say it with me. You were bought with a price. price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Okay? So how you present yourself matters. You communicate messages to others around you. How you speak, how you dress, your body language, your hair, your accessories. And we live in a world today where clothes, hair, body art are all tied to messages. So what? message are you sending with how you present yourself see scripture tells us that our character is more important than our appearance i'm going through this really fast we don't usually go through things this fast but i just want to kind of get it all in it's about what's inside of you and not what's outside of you so this girl obviously wants to draw attention to herself so someone who does not want to attract attention on purpose 
by the way you dress and by the way you speak, that's a humble person. That's what we want to get to. So whenever you think about something permanent to your body, you should ask some questions. Could there be a time in my life when I will not want this on my body? See, you have to think ahead because bodies change over time. You might gain weight. You might lose weight. What if you have kids? And then what will you look like when you get old and wrinkled? There's a, there's a body, there's a body who got some tattoos and they are dead and they are still looking pretty bad. <laughs> you will not be young forever. Go ahead, Katie. Oh yeah. So a neck tattoo when you're 19 years old working at a job in a grocery store is not the same as a neck tattoo when you're 35 trying to make headway in a career. So you've got to take these things all into consideration because the way you present yourself directly affects relationships and opportunities. Be cautious and examine things carefully. Even as children, this is what you can do. It's not about me. The me monster. We got one of those me monsters in all of us, right? The me monster. I want me, 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 me. It's about my body and life that belongs to the Lord and being devoted to worshipful service to him. And uh, you take care of the body God gave you as best you can. You only get one body. And as I stand here with a, yeah, you only get one body. Does the choice I'm making show the world that my body belongs to the Lord? And this is a song we learned, and we're all, we can all sing it together once you pick it up. Go ahead. Oh. So you make it so fun for the kids to yeah. drag their parents to the yeah. Bible studies. What else you got to say? Oh, I do have to. This, I do what <laughs> I would like to say this. Being 92, I'm not 93. Uh, I'm 92. <laughs> That's what you do when you're old. Uh, I want to make sure that you really realize with all this that that class that we give she actually gives it, and I'm sort of, a, I sit around uh, <laughs> holding babies sometimes. But it's so important that you make it fun when you talk to your kids. Even when you talk to your own kids, not even a Bible study, talk to your own kids. Don't have everything be sort of like dull and boring because let me tell you something, these kids can tell you what was taught two to three weeks before. They know all the answers. They really do. And so even in your own home, I would like for you, and she would like for you, to make it exciting and look up some music that you can play, maybe that the kids could pick up some music that they like, and then you can play that, and you can sing together, and you can... And these kids, they learn to twist and twirl. And that's not dancing. So we didn't dance at Grace Community Church. <laughs> I don't want any of you, especially one was... particular person in here, do not go back to tell John MacArthur that we were <laughs> dancing in here. Anyway. I think the class before this was on church discipline, so this may be it for us. <laughs> may be it for us. Hate what to we think did, about it. We want to know if you have any questions, but we did put um, a lot of resources in the back of the little handout, if they did have the yeah. handout. Um, 
So, I mean, Grace Church has so many resources that you can use. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants any of the songs that we put together, uh, there's a lot. You can have them. I'll give them to you. Um, mm -hmm. I've licensed the ones that needed to be licensed, and a lot of them are free downloads, you know. So that's kind of how I make the videos. But I put those uh, free download uh, links on there, and there's uh, Not Consumed, uh, which has a lot of great, um, a, a lot of great uh, resources. In fact, I, I've got, this is the thing that you're going to look forward to. Now listen to me. Because we're going to have, i got some scripture memory cards, and they come in different age groups. And I'm going to pay somebody a hundred bucks if you get through the little packet. Now you tell them about paying kids to, I don't care what anybody says. You, <laughs> you tell them about paying kids to memorize scripture. I've been paying kids to <laughs> memorize scripture for so long in this church I can't even tell you. One of them bought a car. <laughs> No, I kid you not. I kid one of the missionary kids, uh, the Alverts, one of their oldest children, they said, you know, if you're going to give us money for all the scripture we memorize, I'm going to buy a car. And he did. I had to give him so much money, you wouldn't believe but it. Think about how much, but think about how much scripture he got into him. Yeah. That's eternal. That's eternal. Exactly. Uh, that's going to be at your Bema, baby. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> No, but, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And you know what? And maybe you can learn it as your kids are learning it because I'll tell you something. John MacArthur be up there and he's reading something and all of a sudden he will read something I've memorized. We're big on memorization. Memorized and, and boy, I mean, I... You, you wake up. Yeah. You, even if you're not asleep, you wake up. <laughs> Because your spirit is activated. It is. It's a supernatural thing that happens. Yeah. Your spirit is activated yeah. when you have that in your memory. And I told Mrs. Riccardi, I said, the only way I can follow Mike Riccardi, because he's so smart, is if I've memorized the book he's preaching from. And then I'm ahead of him. Aha. Uh -huh. But that's only because yeah. I've memorized it. Now the spirit, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is working. Mm -hmm. So we're paying, we're going to pay mm -hmm. big money for anybody who wants to take these memory cards, that's the next big challenge mm -hmm. that we're okay. going to do. Okay. Oh, my goodness. There's that th thing I keep tripping on. I'm oh. sorry, Andrea. No, but um, listen, I have to say this. I, I thought one of the things that uh, Logan did w that was so good was having these kids learn enough about their lesson to teach us. When, they t when she turned the the tables around and have the children teaching us and teaching the other kids, they really learned, and it was brilliant. And you even need to do that in your own homes, especially the Bible. How many of you are in a Bible study where you have children? You have children in the Bible study. Yeah. So Really? Just this many? How yeah. many of you have children at home? <laughs> oh, well, see? Okay. Okay, then take any of these things that we have shown you today and use them, but make that Bible study exciting for the children. Because if you don't make it exciting, they're going to be thinking about something else, who they're going to go play with, or yeah. what they're going to do. We're fighting about this card over here, see? We're yeah. fighting about the card. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't have to have any questions, but yeah. See, he wants to do the memory cards. <laughs> There's big bucks on this one, baby. All right, they're at my house. 
They're yeah. in our little in our little room. Yeah. Are there any questions that you no? have? Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, well, it, when there's playtime, when they get there, right, we have the yard, and we've got the yeah. thing that they can go all over the yard. And then after, you know, so we have the structured thing, and so there's before and after playtime. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is uh, when the lesson starts, we take the four and under. I make a, um, a nursery in the garage with all sorts of toys and all sorts of things to climb on so that the four, a couple of the moms take the four and unders uh, in there, and then they play, 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 play. So we have that option. Yeah. And then the thing is, I look for the older kids, and they're all in the, you know, in the garage playing on this. Anyway. <laughs> but this is primarily for a Bible study today. But I think of each one of you in your own home. That's when you teach your children the most. And you can still do a lot of these things with your kids. See, you I, can... learned this, I learned this timeline. Actually, yeah. Lisa had this timeline on her it was a little tiny thing, a little time. I said, man, this is really brilliant. So she's having the lessons, and then they write, and they make this little timeline. So I went, well, it's too small. So then that's why this, <laughs> this is why it turned into this big thing. And it's more better. <laughs> anyway, yeah. If you're a teenager or if you're a great, great grandmother, how many great greats do you have? Two. Two great greats. You live long enough to have two great greats. I know. You, you never are done until you're done. Yeah. Got it? Right. Okay. <laughs> we finished five minutes early. What do we do? Noah! No. <laughs> no. Elijah. I didn't bring Elijah. I didn't bring the days of Elijah. But truly, if you have any questions, let, uh, ask them. Ask Ella. <laughs> but thank you for coming, and there's a whole bunch of resources on yeah. your little handout.